Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Vigilant Guitars. Vigilant is a really rad company based in Victoria, BC, Canada, and they're making some of the world's coolest multi-scale extended range guitars and basses, all custom ordered. You want it, they'll do it. Not just the weird stuff, you just want a sick six string shred machine, it's done. Trevor is making some of the hippest stuff out there, and he's doing it using all of the most environmentally friendly processes and lumbers that he can. Heck, he often harvests his own lumber, but if he can't do that, he gets it from ethical sources. He's happy to use modern parts and modern techniques like LED lighting, rock light, carbon fiber, all sorts of cool stuff. So if you're looking for something awesome, check out Vigilant Guitars. Chicken dinners and handsome winners. It's a sweet episode of the Culture Guitars. That was a nice. Uh, there you go talking about me again. Reference for all you fans out there. Uh, my name is Air Fried Al. <laughs> With me as ever is Collagen Enhanced Casper, and today we're joined by Prime Cut Chris. Oh crap, Neil Abovich. Nope. Neil Abovich. Neil Abovich. Neil Abovich. Perfect. Damn it. I- yeah, I said, really, I said above, didn't yeah, I? It, oh, I? It's really close. I I actually expect you to draw a complete blank there. I, I, I can see I can see it in your eyes. You were like, he's gonna flub it yep. hard. And then I only flubbed it 70%. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was really good. I'm yeah. I'm impressed. Thank you. How you doing, Chris? Doing all right. Y'all passed the telemarketer test. The telemarketer <laughs> test. Yeah, you know, when somebody calls you on the phone and they get your name so wrong that you know that there's no way they actually know you. <laughs> Yay! I can telemarket to my new friend, Chris. What are you selling? Uh, nudes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Or feet hey, picks. we're buying. Buyer's choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very niche market. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm okay with being a niche market. That just means my fan base is passionate. That's right. That's right. You have passionate fans. Yes. I don't need to be for everybody. I just need, I just need that like select few. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and anyway, it, five it, bucks a pick. It's those passionate and for a hundred bucks. Really I'll send bills. a personalized greeting. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. My OnlyFans is uh never mind. <laughs> uh, dude, thanks for coming on the show. And thanks for like coming on kind of last minute. This is actually extremely last minute for us. Was hey, it even I'm really like excited to be here? This is actually we need to go back in time to get this one out on time now. Yeah. Yeah. We're late as of starting to record it. Yep. And I prepared our fan base by telling them nothing. Oh, wicked. Yeah. That's the best. That was a good move. I just bragged, nope. I bragged about your SG instead of telling them about the late episode. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty great. It is, and, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. And segueing nicely into this, and, yeah. let's talk about what we've been up to this week, guitar and or music related that isn't work per se. You know, let's kick it mm-hmm. off. Oh, you know, I'll kick it off. You know what, Al? I haven't kicked it Why off. Don't, what have you been up to, music and or guitar related? This week. This week. Tech work. 
Yeah, you've been doing some more work. Tech, doing tech work. Checking yeah. guitars. That's that's pretty rad. It's fun. I got to say, having received the personalized tech service from Al recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you did a bang-up job, man. Thanks. This guitar plays so good. Thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. I, You know, Gibsons are, uh, especially something like an SG, they're 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 kind of uh well they set up they take setups easily mm. they're great they they are they are foulable al they're not perfect i mean <laughs> are you sure about that sir are you sure about that no the 17 degree headstock tilt is uh you know. yeah um no I, yeah your yes he was just it was a yeah, it only took like what ten minutes or something like that. Or I don't know. We were BSing for forty five yeah. or an hour. I don't. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't all tech work though. It was not all tech work, but it was. It was an easy one. Yeah. And yeah, I got uh, I got some Squire and Fender stuff I've been working on. Very cool. Um, I'm actually gonna go buy some more Allen keys because I'm tired of hunting for little itty bitty ones for the Squire and Fender stuff because uh, I just don't know what happened to all my Allen keys. They're just they just disappeared. You That's think you wouldn't lose them? Kit. They even have your name on them. I know, I know. Your what? You lost what? My Dremel kit. I have a Dremel kit. I, it's I, here. Is it here? It's been here for four years. Oh, that's why I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I left it at the. You know, I, I couldn't find it when I was. If like, you look over past the shelf over there, it's sitting on top oh. of the heater. All right. Yeah, take it home, please. I, I would love to. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, doing doing some tech work, um, and then I went to start rebuilding. Since we built pedal boards. That's when I brought it over here. That's right. Yeah. When we did the pedal boards out of uh, the metal shelving. That was a long time ago. Which is in our highlight stories if you want to see how we did those. Yeah. Folks. There's even slow motion. There is. Sparks yeah. and everything. It's yeah. like an 80s metal music video. <laughs> Dude, sparks are the best. I yeah. know, right? <laughs> I'm going to start like a really soft alternative band project like Savage Garden or something. Mm -hmm. But all our music videos are going to be like... 80s metal videos where it's in like a warehouse with sparks and hot rods and just like yeah poofy haired metal babes just like, doing all sorts of like useless nothing but and like 45 sparks. gallon drums yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're just holding power tools yeah, just, yep why yep. are they holding i don't know metal videos are both the best and worst in the 80s it's yeah. great uh anyway um tech work allen yeah, keys yeah doing tech work buying some allen keys uh i went to start rebuilding my 97 Korean SG. Yeah, you did. And uh, Who's I, the last guy that would work on that guitar? Oh, man. It was <laughs> me, like, almost two decades ago. Yeah. It, was, it was a blooming mess in there. The, the the forest inside that control cavity was oh, yeah. was frightful. <laughs> Most of those wires were original. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that happened is I changed the two volume pots and uh, then, like, 80 bazillion different pickups in and out of there over the years. And uh, boy, what a mess it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's gone now. There's a nice clean wiring harness from Gun Street in there. Beauty. And uh, I put... It's, it's got the mustard caps in it, right? Yes. Yeah, nice. I put in a the McNally St. Nick neck pickup mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. in the neck position. And uh, oh, somebody's going into like an old Westy saloon over there in Florida town. Um, it's probably the humidity. <laughs> and then I, I had a... I found, of all things, uh, Seymour Duncan Jeff Beck buried in my toolbox that I didn't even know I had. Bridge pickup. So, in the bridge. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, I screwed it up. I don't know what I did, but I had no signal. You had to start over. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to pull it all out. And I, I ordered a soldering kit off eBay. 
Oh yeah. And I spent like yeah, it wasn't the most expensive one in the world. It was like eighty bucks. And the saw, you know, it comes with a roll of solder. Yeah. And you know, I, I did that because my old soldering gun uh, died. I don't know what happened to the solder. I'm old place can't go in there anymore. And the solder that came with this kit smells like burning feet. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I am. I'm usually. I love the smell of solder to like a bad. Degree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usually, like burning solder is like. Oh, yeah, I know it's terrible for me, but give me more. It's like a Sharpie or gasoline, just the smells that you know are terrible for you, but you're kind of like, I kind of want to smell a little more of that. Um, Not this solder. This solder's like, this is terrible for me, like, and it smells like it. Like hot foot cheese. It smells like nose cancer. Is That's the, it's <laughs> Well, maybe it's, maybe it's like natural gas. You know, they put the, like, the fart smell or they had the rotten egg smell <laughs> yeah, in it. I don't know. Maybe that's a that's a thing. Whatever to, it is, I hate it, and I want to yeah. buy a new solder. And also, you should get. I'll show you the thing that I got. That super fine. Yeah, that's nice. The, um, I can't remember what they call that. Cleanless or something like that. You don't have to. It doesn't make a mess. I got yeah. No I clean. Honestly, I Thank think. You. Uh, I think I'm just gonna. When I have money again, uh, I'm just gonna buy a new soldering gun entirely, and then just do the whole thing over. Because this one, it's it's like a pen style one. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's free. I'm used to ones that attach to like a base and have a, a thing that they clip into when you're not using it. And this one oh, came with yeah. a stand that you can. How much put did you pay into. for it? It was like eighty bucks. Oh, bro, I I paid seventy nine dollars for my like fancy digital soldering station. Well, okay, then I'll Amazon get you to order me one on Amazon. I don't do Amazon, but yeah, that that's much nicer. Anyway, this thing like I had it on for maybe fifteen minutes the other night when I was doing the working on the guitar, and. Uh, Every time I would reach to pick it up again, it would progressively feel hotter and hotter. And it was just like, yeah, I don't like this. You can borrow that one over there. I got it because it's a benchtop power. Oh. But the power thing died in it. But it does like SMD reflow and and I have oh, the I have the oh, wand for it too. That'll work. It's just kind of the same thing, but it was only like fifty bucks. So Yeah, this one's the one I have is like Yeah, it's not good. The SMD thing's cool though, because you can take stuff apart without like, like pin hot, like get a heating them in the like one point. You just take the little blower and it like superheats the solder and pulls stuff off. It's amazing. Cool. Yeah. What about you, buddy? Uh, actually, oddly enough, not really anything. Uh, I've been just been busy with work. Um, I got a re- I got a request from a friend of ours to play his guitar some, and uh, I promptly told him that it needs new strings because it had a new strings in three years. Um, which is just a crying shame because this guitar is like, you know, hand built by Trevor Cronbauer and it has like rusty old DeMar, like the one Diodarios behind you on. there. Yeah. So, uh, and then he wanted to put, I think they're Diodarios or some kind of strings on them that I never really heard of, but they were specific. He made a specific request for these strings, but now I'm going to have to go find them. And really, I'm just going to throw a set of Elixir nanowebs on it and not tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 that, oh, the saga of that guitar is a little bit tragic. Yeah, it's still a beautiful guitar. It plays, it plays very One well. One of my favorites yeah. Trevor Cronbauer ever made. Yeah, so we'll, I, I want to get it, because I've got the, the truss rod tool for it. I'm going to, it does need an adjustment now. It's been hanging out in my basement for a couple of years. So we're going to, you know, adjust the neck. And, yeah, do and some setup stuff. Some setup stuff, just to make it a little more playable than it is. Um, but there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. No, it's fantastic. Time. Yeah, it's really good. So, yeah. How about you, Chris? What have you been up to this week, guitar and or music related? Not work related. 
if possible. not work related. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure you got lots work related, but no, no, that's fine. Um, I have actually been uh, plunking at the old six string um, some years back. I play in a folk band, or I did play in a folk band before the pandemic. Nice. Um, Irish, Irish and American folk. Um, we play at the Florida Folk Fest um, most years, and I always felt like the weakest link in the band. Um, far and away, like, the least talented member. And I recognize that there's some amount of, like, oh, you're just, you're just being humble, but I, I think it's also true. So that's also a, out, like advantageous position though. Cause totally. I learned so much. Yep. I, that's why I always put my, I always try to position myself in circles where everyone's better than me at something. And I, I get better at it. Uh, all you gotta do so, is just show up buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Except, <laughs> except slumming it with you. <laughs> uh, anyway. So I bought like about 20 years of the flat pickers guitar magazine you know, with, uh, with all the lessons and tabs and stuff in it. And, uh, just this week I've been playing through a bunch of, uh, old rags. Cool. Nice. I, I probably have 10 years of guitar rags that lay in this basement somewhere in a box. I have none. Yeah. Which breaks my heart. Yeah. I could give you some of mine. That's all good, buddy. I, you know, there's, there's some that I wish I had still of my, my collection, but for the most part, you know, it's okay. It's It was also like hundreds of pounds of stuff you don't use. Yeah. That you were carrying around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I mean like the, the musical style rag, like the, the old oh. dime me piano. Boop, boop, okay. Boop, boop, okay. Boop, cool. Rag kind of time, thing. Rag time yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're thinking, we're thinking you were using the term rags like newspapers, like yeah. referring to the magazines that way. Oh, no, no. We're just. Yeah. Not, not that hip. No. Yeah, that hip. Get your papers. Yeah. Get your papers. Yeah. That's the hippest terminology. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been learning more and more ragtime stuff. How's it been going? Uh, it's going pretty well. Um, it's been quite a while since I actually sat down and, uh, you know, practiced any of this or, you know, read through any of it. Um, and I, I have this fortunate feeling that every time I sit back down with the guitar, while there are always cobwebs and there are always things that have gotten worse, I feel more comfortable and everything just flows better the next time I sit down. That's a great uh, feeling. So it felt pretty good actually. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Huh. I, uh, you know, you, you, I mean, this is my own, my own experience, but you learn so much and then I feel like I always, I plateau. Like I get into these, like these like hard gains where I like pick up new tricks and new things. And then I get really excited about it. And then you play that for basically until you don't like it anymore. And then it's like, dang, I haven't learned anything new in so long. You get this, like I've I'm in the middle or like, I hope I'm in the near the end of a plateau right now because I don't feel like I'm advancing myself personally, like as a player and and I, I, I love the feeling when something clicks or you get a new inspiration to do something else. And I can still, I'm still playing the things that I, I invented or, or thought up at my last like surge. And I just want that feeling again of, of like picking up something new, learning a new thing, um, becoming proficient or better at 
anything, you know. This is, that's that's pretty common. Like I think plateaus are just a part of the game. I don't, I don't know if anybody doesn't have that, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish there was like a tools a toolbox that you could go and open and go. Okay, this is the thing I'm going to do to spark a new thing or learn something new or whatever. Like there was something yeah. you could you could call on reliably you know, to do Samurai that. Samurai guitarist on YouTube had some like he put out a video about like overcoming plateaus. plateaus. It was interesting. Yeah. Maybe check that out. Yeah, maybe. I uh, was talking to, sorry to like totally railroad your your segment here, Chris, but I was talking to a guitar teacher friend of mine, and he actually gave me a cool tip that I find really difficult to do um, about working on scales and things. But because I'm a singer and I can sing well, um, it it's he's like, you'll learn it faster if you sing what you're playing, then your hands will relate to the sounds that you sing better. And so therefore you're learning it in like three different things. You're learning with your hands, with your ears and with your voice. So like that's, but it's really hard to do. You feel like a total idiot when you do it. Well, yeah, at least I practicing. I feel, I feel super stupid going, do re mi mo. Anyways. Well, you're practicing. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, uh, weird. Can I, can I relate a weird? Can I derail your thing even more, Chris? (laughs) Do it. (laughs) So, Something weird happened to me this week, and you're saying toolbox reminded me of it because I happened to be holding your drill when you said that. Yeah, yeah. It's a very remarkably light drill, by the way. Really, yeah, light it's tw- twelve volt wall, man. The thing's great. It's so, it's one of the only tools I retained from my previous career as a mechanic. Yeah, no, I I get it. This yeah. is this is fantastic. It's gonna. It's great. Um, so I I get home the other night, and sometimes because my my back pain when I get home, I'll just. I honestly a, just smoke a blunt and yeah, <laughs> Maybe I should try that. That might help. Um, I'll just chill out. I'll just sit in the, sit in the vehicle for a bit and just, just chill out. Oh um, yeah. I know what you're talking <laughs> And so I get home park in the parking lot and I'm, and I'm just sitting there just like, you know, take a bunch of painkillers, just kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden our neighbor. It's like next door or a couple literal doors. next door. Oh Yeah. yeah. In the, in the in the condo complex, complex. yeah, um, bursts out, and I've come to find out since this, she's not actually our neighbor. She just uh, kind of moves in there once in a while and stays for a while, and then disappears again for a while. I don't think it's a healthy situation going on there, but mm. she bursts out of the front door, stomps across the lawn a little bit, and then she's got two power drills in her hands, and she tries to overhand hurl these things across the lawn and down this embankment that's almost a cliff down to a, a stream down below our place there. And I watched this happen. She fails miserably to throw them that far. They're, they're, they're not as light as your drill here. <laughs> they're, they're full-sized, 18-volt DeWalt yeah. drills. And they're then DeWalt's? she stomps DeWalt's. Oh. So she stomps back inside, and I'm just like, what in the heck? And I've seen this. This lady's had some very odd behavior. Um, she once got mad at a, like, bushy fern thing she was planting, and she just, like, hacked it like it was in a Saw movie or something, just just destroyed this fern and then threw it across the lawn. Whenever she eats outside, she takes the food and throws it across the lawn down the embankment. It's, and it's always been like, okay, that's, like, it's it's like, I wouldn't call it classy behavior, but it's like, whatever, I don't. Yeah, that's the opposite of class, man. <laughs> just putting it out there. Yeah. I, no, I, that's just weird. It's weird. Yeah. I, I don't particularly like my, and this is probably part of how I was raised. 
I was raised driving down the highway with my parents in the in the vehicle. If you're eating an apple or a banana, who cares? Throw it out the window when you're done with it. It's biodegradable. It's fruit or you yeah. Know. If if it's like a McDonald's container, no, but <laughs> throw it out at a restaurant. Yeah, stop. don't don't be Dennis Leary. Yeah. So I oh man, that's that's a deep cut, my friend. <laughs> Going way back. I love that song. Um hasn't aged as well now. There's some lines there in there. There's some lines like, in there, yeah. Ooh. Um so she's she's done this several times. It's like, ah, whatever. It, it's it's nobody goes down this embankment. It's too steep and bushy and all right, fine. It's not classy, but it's just food waste and it's not hurting anything. It's just nature. Um, but the DeWalt drills were something different. I was like, that is electronics and plastic and lithium-ion batteries, and I don't really want that going into a stream. Mm-hmm. That's not good. So and this just, is just the stuff you've seen. Yeah. So, like, who knows what's actually down that's there? My, that's my other thing. I like, But up to that point, everything I'd ever seen to throw was just food stuff. And I'm making a really long-winded story to this. I'm going to try and just speed this up here. Condense it. So. One-word sentences. I sit there for a bit. She doesn't come back out. I sit there for a longer bit. She doesn't come back out. Cat calls me and says, hey, go pick me up a blah, blah, blah from Starbucks. Okay. So I go to Starbucks, and then it becomes, hey, can you also go pick me up a blah, blah, blah from the burger place over there? Okay, fine. So I come back, and at this point, the original time when I got home and just sat in the van for a little bit was has now been about two hours. It's dark out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I go get out and I start walking across the lawn, um, taking the shortcut. And I did this just to see if the drills were still there. Drills are still there. So I picked them up, not leaving them. Um, I didn't really want to talk to this lady. So I just picked them up and I was like, well, I, I'm not going to just take them back to her because I don't want them to end up in the creek. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm still not really sure what to do here. I haven't seen anybody else coming or going from this place. Um, But now I have these two DeWalt drills that I don't have chargers for, but they're perfectly functional. Yep. One of the batteries is fully charged. So there's this impact driver and uh, a regular 18-volt drill, and it's just like... I I mean, I know a guy. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing. Like, I... I if I knew, because I, I don't think they belong to this lady. Oh, that could be. Because um, who just takes their perfectly functional stuff and just does that? Schizophrenia is hard on the brain, dude. It, well, and it, that legitimately might be I'm what's not, going no, on. No, right? I'm not even, like, joking. Like, if she sounds a little, I don't know, a little yeah. off, like, it could be so, something serious. So I tried to talk to her yesterday. She was outside planting another fern thing in her garden. And so I, I walked by and I tried to talk to her and just be like, hey, good afternoon. And I was about to be like, hey, I found a couple of drills. Do you know who these belong to? And she she didn't respond at first. So I was like, good afternoon. She's like, what? Oh, I, I just saying good afternoon. Oh, whatever. It's like, all right, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. So, yeah, um, I didn't have drills, lost mine. Now I have drills again, <laughs> I think. There you go. But I got to buy a charger. But, uh, yeah. Chargers are easy to come by. What a weird. Totally weird. Just a strange, bizarre thing. Yeah. Totally derailed, man. But, well, you know, it was, it was, I was thinking it was going to like, because I was thinking I was going to have to buy a drill for doing some of the tech stuff I've been doing. (laughs) Now I don't have to. (laughs) I just got to be careful with my battery power. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Conserve. (laughs) Anyways, let's fire into it, man. (laughs) 
Chris, in case you, you you can't tell, we are an incredibly unscripted podcast. Um, and we're really bad for rabbit trailing and interrupting. So go ahead and get feisty with us as well, because uh, otherwise you'll never get an edge in a word in edgewise and a edge word, in wordwise. A yeah. word in edgewise, yeah. yep. <laughs> so anyways, let's let's start where we start. Give us the origin story, man. How did you become Chris Swamp Witch Petals? Uh, well, Chris of Swamp Witch Petals was born, I think, like many small petal companies, because um, I was not making a ton of money and uh, didn't have the cash to spend on all the petals I wanted to play. Um, and I was like, ha, huh, I bet I could do this cheaper. Spoiler alert, you can't. <laughs> you can't. No, you um, can't. I, I no, actually learned the same no. lesson recently. <laughs> you know, it's it's it goes around. Um, so yeah, I, um, uh, I got started just kind of, uh, trying to build a couple, uh, PCBs off the internet. Um, and then I started messing around and trying to breadboard my own circuits and get some stuff going. I tried to build a harmonic percolator, misordered every single part on mouser, could not get a single sound out of the thing and gave up for six months. Uh, <laughs> and we come back to it and everything, you know, we start from the basics and we start from the very beginning and uh, you start with that good old fashioned bass fuzz and uh, go from there. Um, so Chris from Swamp Witch Pedals started out, I think, by overreaching several times and then realizing his own limitations and starting small. Brilliant. Awesome. I actually love that. I wish more people would talk about themselves in the third person on the show. This is fun. I like it. Al should start doing it too. Casper already does it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I can relate to all that, Chris. I recently have taken on um, designing and working on pedals myself, um, coming up, trying to come up with my own ideas and things. And uh, you're absolutely right. Um, you, you can't do it cheaper. Um you can definitely do it in a way more long and drawn out process and spend more money at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot more fun than just going to the girl, the, to the music shop and buying a pedal. I think in my opinion, agree to disagree, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, what do I mean? Yeah. I mean, I love that. I don't build pedals. <laughs> I have no <laughs> desire to, <laughs> but I love buying them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. And, and for the things, I mean, I'm sure, it's not the same for everybody, but the things that I, I know that I don't have the ability to do, like, I just know that I can't build the Dr. Scientist atmosphere. I can't even get close to anything like that. To be fair, like, half okay. the Dr. Scientist team can't build a Dr. Scientist. Uh, <laughs> oh, at least a third. <laughs> um, no, but it, it, it's the same kind of kind of sentiment that I, what I, I know what I don't know. And I guess it's like a, a, a conscious incompetence in, in a way. Yeah. I, I, I love that you build pedals. I love that other people build pedals. I, I, I'm, I'm really, I, I enjoy the passion of other people, like being passionate about something. Yeah. So I pedal building for other people is like, great. I, when I, when I say that I love that I don't do it, I just mean, I love it. Literally just me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I actually gave you the first thing I ever made. It's true. Yeah. Although it's still here. Ooh. It is. Yeah. What was it? It's, uh, a, it's, boost. Like a, it's like a range master boost. So I can see it. It's Trouble like booster. Yep. Beside our Hello Sailor FX one, mm-hmm. with a uh, with a toaster knob that Al picked out. Yeah, 
<laughs> but it's this. like bare aluminum box, and you know, I built it as a as a kit. Um, but I mean, but I think building kits, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, Chris. Building kits, you learn a lot about things that you would do differently if you were doing it yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like the gross misuse of of internal wiring. I cannot stand loose wires in, a, in like when I'm building something or designing something. It is all done as much on a PCB as I can. And if I have to use wire, it's going to be, and if there's got to be five wires, they're all going to be in a ribbon. They're all going to be together. You know what I mean? Like clean and tidy. Like I'm, I, I think most people feel that way. Totally. Um, I have actually arrived at that conclusion, uh, both from like an aesthetics point of view, mm-hmm. um, a durability point of view, and an ease of assembly point okay. of view. And ease of uh, troubleshooting. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, uh, I actually am just in the process of upgrading a handful of my pedals to use um, a separate daughter board for overvoltage reverse polarity protection and um, like in and out Jack yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, and those are all going to be connected, you know, little, little ribbon cable guys uh, as opposed to freestanding wires. Cause mm-hmm. ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so getting into doing your own pedals, what was, what was the first one that you kind of like, how did, how did you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm, this is a model I'm making and I am now swamp, Witch pedals, we're like, we're still halfway through this origin story. Oh yeah, that's fair. I guess I kind of, I go down my own rabbit holes. Um, that's okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. You fit, you fit uh, right in. Let's see. I think I, I think I kind of decided to be an, entity rather than just you know a guy who builds pedals um about the time so i made a i made a boost and you know it was just a copy of some some boost off uh, another website somewhere uh and then i designed what i thought was a fairly original circuit at the time i have since come to find out you know nothing new under the sun but um <laughs> i i slapped an LFO and a light dependent resistor on the gain, basically the gain pot of a distortion plus. And I made a pedal called the fuzzalo, a fuzz tremolo. Um, That's a great name. And thank you. Uh, About that time I was, I kind of hit the tipping point where like, investing in the in um art and getting the printing and sealing done uh the the price point breaks um for buying parts on mouser or you know love my switches or any of these other sites um all that stuff kind of leans one to buying 10 or 15 of something instead of one and then all of a sudden you're like well what do i do with these extra 10 things I guess I should sell them. And, uh, you know, just one thing after another, and all of a sudden you're Swamp Witch Pedals. <laughs> oh, man, I could be Swamp Witch Pedals too? <laughs> yeah, if you believe in yourself. Oh, my mm. gosh. Oh, I changed my mind. 
I want to be a swamp witch pedals. <laughs> no, we like, so, you know, obviously we're tapping into the, uh, the Florida mythos here um, and trying to come up with a name really wanted, I wanted something cool. I wanted something honestly a little, you know, like witchy or like not occultish, but in that vibe uh, plus a little folksy. Um, but the, like I was scouring the internet for just like cool folk stories and stuff like this. And I realized that if I wasn't careful, I was just going to be appropriating some cultures demon story about some awful thing that happens or whatever. Uh, because as y'all know, you're, you're, y'all are both Canadian, right? Yes, sir. We are. Uh, so yeah, you know, you're, you're aware of the, the reservation, uh, uh yeah. issues yeah. and the, the schools oh, and we're, we're learning um, a lot more about what a nightmare that really, really was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like awful on all fronts. Um, and one of the lingering problems there is that these cultures lose some of their significant stories, heritage, mythology to white guys who want to make pedal companies. Um, and so I'm sure that's a really fairly niche thing, niche draw on those. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame yourself. I don't for, know if we, the pedal community yeah. can take a, as much of the blame as you may be saying, but I, yeah. I get what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. There, you know, there aren't too many of us, but writ large, it gets it gets weird. Um, so I'm Polish, right? The name, uh, not extremely connected to the culture, but you know, my last name Neil Lubavitch, is uh, Polish. Um, the Baba Yaga is a Slavic the legend, man. Polish. The boogeyman had something to do with the Baba Yaga. Yeah, exactly. Um, and my partner, uh, my clever partner and art director. Um, came up with the uh, the the sort of I don't know portmanteau or whatever of swamp witch. I like it, and so mm-hmm. that's the full origin story. Okay, I dig it. Well, then, okay, so I couldn't be swamp witch. Let me think here. Saying Alberta Mormon just doesn't have a ring to it. Not really. No. Uh, um, no. Alberta Alberta rat catchers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is the largest rat-free landmass. Snarious. It's an amazing story. Yeah. 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 When rats first, how is that something people track? Well, okay. It's it's fairly easy. When rats first got introduced to North America, um, by accident, obviously, by accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the 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 Norwegian, of course, the rats, ships the, that came no over fur on their tails because we have like bush rats here in BC and stuff. And those those aren't really rats though. They're a type of rat, I guess. Yeah. They're a they're a I don't know. Anyway, anyway rodentia doesn't. They're, they're the, rabbits are. They're the rats too. that are native to here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and the the rats people think of as rats are native the to hair, the ta- the hairless tails. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are European. The the black leg um, rat. So as 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 I understand it, and I haven't like I'm not a pro expert on this, and this is not the rat podcast. So again, I'll keep it short. Uh, but basically, not long after rats were introduced, when they, when it became clear, like, hey, these are going to be a problem. They're not going away. Before they got as far as Alberta, the Alberta government at the time went and formed a pretty aggressive uh, division to monitor and tr- and kill these things whenever they sprouted up. So they never really got the opportunity to even t- 
take hold in the province because hmm. any hint of them brings out like super aggressive action. Hmm. So they're probably in remote regions or something like that where no one knows. But as far as like populated areas, any, cities any sort of even like vaguely traveled area. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's intense. And that's because they, they were on it before it was a problem. So they didn't have to respond to the problem. It's they crazy. It doesn't sound like an Alberta thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get political, but I mean, they did. They did elect the NDP. Uh, well, the NDP wasn't even the problem. It's, it's yeah. Anyway, yeah. Alberta is not known for its foresight. No, we'll for, it yeah, way, it's yeah. forward thinking is not. Yeah. <laughs> Always best left to hindsight, I think, in Alberta. <laughs> they're, they're a very reactionary province. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and I, I love that you actually are among them. You were a reformed BC resident that used to well, be an Albertan, and I'm not saying that you you fit the stereotypical Albertan. I didn't. Mold, I didn't but, fit in well when I was there, and I lived there very much the most of my life. Yeah, I've I've always been that like outsider voice of just like. Yeah, okay, yes, okay, I get it. We don't want to lose our oil investments, but we could also tax them fairly so that we have money to put into... No, let's just blame it on the... All right, yeah, let's, that's fine. Yeah, let's, okay. Stampede. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I was that guy who was... Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to British Columbia. Yeah. You belong here. Now I find new problems to whine about. It's a good place. <laughs> yeah. Have you been? I have been to BC, yes. Oh, beautiful. I went to... Uh, I went to Vancouver uh, for work a couple of times pre-pandemic in like 2018. Nice, nice, excellent. Well, if you ever come back, man, we're not too far. No, we're only a few Hell hours yeah. away. I'd, uh, I'd I'd make a five-hour drive to hang out. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would go to Vancouver anyways. You should come to like Kelowna. <laughs> it's way cool. okay. Much much cheaper out here. Yeah. I mean, but come it is come, come take Vancouver a wine tour. Awesome. That's true. Yeah. You want to get drunk? You like to drink. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you just quit right. drinking, didn't you, Al? I, admit, uh, I never. Really Al started. never really does drink. No. no. Okay. I was I was raised in a in a pretty conservative Mormon home, so I didn't really taste alcohol until I was out of the house, at, like after I don't know my late teens. Um. And I just never really took to it. I even even if I wouldn't have been Mormon at the time, uh, I didn't really enjoy the party crowd in high school. Mm. Um, so as I got into my twenties and stuff, I still didn't enjoy the party crowd. I liked going to bars and stuff because I was a musician. I was gigging all the time, but I never got into the the drinking scene and stuff. I've actually only been drunk like a maybe a half dozen times in my entire life. <laughs> So it's he's just scoffed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> it's, I know. It's, I, I, I enjoy my alcohols, but I don't like the feeling of being buzzed. So I've always drank incredibly conservatively. I appreciate that. And now I've married a, a woman who absolutely wretches when she smells the smell of alcohol. So that just kind of like, I'm not drinking at home anymore. <laughs> Only ever drink here when I get the banana beers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Every once in a while, like when we go out for sushi or something, sure, I'll get myself a nice hot sake because mm, who doesn't like that? Yeah, or uh, I'll get a tequila every once in a while because I I love tequila. Um, not me, but man. But that's about it. Yeah, not not much drinking in my life. And I actually, my new job, I manage a liquor store. So, yeah, yeah. 
It's not even really a new job. Interventions on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, I'm busy. Oh. Yeah. That's tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, this is uh, we've been talking a lot about not guitar stuff. Let's get back over to Chris. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 Bobby Yaga. You launched the company. What was the first pedal? Um, let's see. I think the first, yeah, the first pedal I think that I had up for sale was the Fuzzolo, the um, the the Fuzz Tremolo. I love this concept, by the way. I haven't actually seen a, a like a video or heard it, but I have a tone in my mind that I've been trying to like figure out how I'm going to do that. Um, and I think I brought up this song before. It's Black Crow by Brent Cobb. It's got like a I've brought it up. I ha- it's got like a fuzz tremolo vibe in it that I freaking love. So I'm thinking maybe maybe if I don't have to build it, I can just get one of your pedals and try that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, the fuzzolo. <laughs> I'm just thinking that's how that's how pedal builders become ex pedal builders when they go, maybe I don't have to build this. I could just buy that. (laughs) No, I I mean, I think Casper was onto something earlier uh, about, you know, recognizing who can build what or who is building what. Right. Like the the doctor scientist atmosphere pedals beyond me, too. Yeah. You know, like. There's a lot of people out there doing a lot of stuff that is really unique it's so and true. really cool. Best time ever to be like a pedal enthusiast in my mind. Like there's just 100%. so much going on. Mm-hmm. Not best time ever to be a poor pedal enthusiast, but no. So, uh, so yeah, the, um, the first, the first pedal was the fuzz tremolo. Um, and then I did a little bit of breadboarding, and I wanted to get something a bit nastier. Uh, and I made this pedal um, called the Eat the Rich. Uh, I'm pretty proud of the name, and even prouder of the artwork. I worked with a local artist here in Gainesville named Elaine Schof, Um and she did this really, really amazing concept art for me. I'll send y'all, you know, pictures later. Obviously, cool, yeah, yeah. Um, it does does Elaine uh, have a, an Instagram we can we can plug? She does. It is, I believe, it is Alma Elaine Schof, um, and I can send that to y'all as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. for sure. That'd be great. Um, she does really great work on her own, obviously, uh, and takes commission. Um, and yeah, did this really really moving piece of art for the pedal, and at that point. Uh, I realized with a pedal name like that, with art like this, there was no way that, um, that this was going to be like, you know, a main profit source for me. So this is actually my charity pedal and all profits, all profits from this pedal go to a rotating charity. At this point, it is currently going toward the coalition of Imalaki farm workers uh, who are a group based out of central Florida here fighting for the rights of migrant and farm workers, um, you know, in the area. Uh, big, big deal here in Florida. Cool. Wow, dude. That's awesome. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, 10 out of 10 yeah, like awesomeness I, points. Definitely. I, I figured you got to gotta walk the walk if you're going to make a pedal called Eat the Rich. 
Um, and then uh, my next was a uh, was a, another fuzz that I designed. I was aiming at an octave fuzz and just just missed it, but ended up with a pretty cool kind of like destructive audio effect. Um, this one, my art director and partner Kara, uh, who also has an Instagram Sunfox Arts, um, did a really great. Uh, fox skull and mushroom art for me uh and you know this is a really cool opportunity i think um both of these pedals actually were a really cool opportunity for me as an individual pedal builder like when i say i'm a one-man shop i mean like i could give y'all the the rotating iphone tour of the office space slash studio slash work workshop slash part storage area. Um, and it's just me. Um, (laughs) and I can't, I can't do some of this stuff. I am not a consummate artist. Um, but I do know a lot of people who are, and it's really cool to be able to use my company to be able to use, um, you know, a little bit of my funds to be able to support local artists who can do amazing work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I just, uh, full disclosure in case our listeners are unaware, um, I hadn't dug into Swamp Witch really much at all before this. I, I'd, I'd watched Eric Merrow's uh, video oh, on the uh, Silver Birch. Silver Birch, yeah. Oh, man. I love that video so much. He, he did is, such a great job. He's such a great, Eric's, great dude. Yeah, he, we, we, love we are huge fans of Eric. Um <laughs> But I'm I'm so I'm on your site right now. As you were talking about the the eat the rich, I I was looking for it and look to see the artwork, and I just found it. And yeah, that's intense, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cool though. Reminds me of like uh, graphic novels and. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Elaine has this really. Um, she has a, a handful of particular styles, but this one is a really sharp edged graphic novel like you said style with the heavy shading and everything um she's just such a talented artist it was really a pleasure to work with her and i'm, I'm also looking at the the, the rattle bones and that yeah. is that is really cool it's a rad looking rad looking pedals thank you super cool. uh um and then my most successful pedal is actually uh, the most recently released um, an overdrive called the Silver Birch uh, that is based on the Sun Model T. I did one of those classic, you know, swap swap out the thing for tubes type deal, mm-hmm. uh, like folks have done for um, you know, like the Model Fet from uh, Electronic Audio Experiments. Mm-hmm. Um, John did a much more scientific job than I did. Um, and I actually used a different type of amplifier, uh, altogether. I didn't use JFETs. Um, I used the, uh, CMOS 4069 nice, nice amplifiers, um, which I don't know if y'all have ever taken a look honestly, some of the old sun schematics use these things. Uh, dark glass uses the 4069 a ton. Um, it's a really particular amplification character. Um, to the sound that is kind of tube-like, but also not. Um, I'm really proud of this overdrive. 
I think it you covers be, a ton of I think it ton of, it covers a ton of ground. And then on top of that, um the it's got a foot switch. It's a two channel overdrive. Mm-hmm. And there's a foot switch that does a parallel to series order switching. Um I got that idea from a friend of mine named Goose, uh, who is just a wild pedal person. Um you know, good to acknowledge your friend's impact on your work. Yeah, I love and, it. Uh, I, I don't know if we've had a guest give as many shout-outs, and, and this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you know, you made some, you made a comment in uh, in Ralph's wonderful audio technology episode about having some Mr. Rogers moments, and, like, we got a big chance to shout-out the community here, so I'd love to take a chance to do that while I'm here. Absolutely, man. Yeah, man. Oh, he listens to the show. I did, and I found out, and this was why I really wanted to talk about my upcoming release. Mm-hmm. I found out that Al, if I got my voices right, I think Al loves a delay. Oh, Al loves does. a wild and crazy delay. Yeah, he does. Okay, well, my season of the witch is a pedal that I think you are absolutely going to love. Um, it's a, it kind of starts with a bass, you know, lo-fi PT2399 delay. All right, you've really um, yeah, you, you sold them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm listening. But Go then, on. <laughs> but then imagine, if you will. Um, uh, so a, a lot of, I'm going to try to speak carefully about this because I want to be positive. Um, a lot of, lo-fi delays introduce like you set a delay time and then it adds some amount of warble kind of around the delay time right uh so you've got you've got everything from you know a little bit of wobble to like a vinyl that's been left out in the sun i did away with the anchor and the lfo that you would normally set that wobble with now controls the delay time all by itself. Oh. So like at full at full depth when the LFO is going, you know, dark to light, if you have the blend on full wet, it is what you are playing is now gone. <laughs> it does not exist anymore. It is lost in a mass of repeats and bent delay time. Oh boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> so so it's a delay, a lo-fi delay that uses an LFO to manipulate optionally both on switches, the delay time and the feedback, you know, the amount of repeats. Oh, this, um, this is very interesting, sir. So you can actually flip off the delay time manipulation and just get a really nice like ambient explosions in the sky type uh you know washes of sound al's eyes just just went what i need a blood transfusion i can only get so erect (laughs) and there goes the family show rating (laughs) so so both those things are switchable on an lfo and the lfo uses the same um uses the same kind of uh the stomp lfo 
chip and engine that like uh, Champion Lecky uses for the skitter and the woozy. Mm-hmm. Both fantastic yeah. pedals. And then, wait, there's more. <laughs> please, please tell me more. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> Both of those things that are controlled by the LFO can be controlled by an expression or a CV input. What? Cool. That's so... I want to swear. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does a lot of really, really, really neat stuff. Oh, that's... Uh, And when is this coming out? What... I was hoping to have it out next month. I think it's probably going to be out in another like two. Okay. Okay. Take a breath. (laughs) Oh man. Um. So yeah, I'm really glad y'all are excited about it. Yeah, that's a word for it. I Casper's Casper's given me a few looks that suggest I should not. Use the full depth of all the words I could think of. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> You've already made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Just the look in your eyes is enough to be like, oh, no. <laughs> the, the, the hunger? Yeah. This is going places. That's not hunger, Al. That is lust. It is lust. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Like, you've heard what he just described. You can't tell me. I mean, I, he, hey. it's Albate like crazy. <laughs> I mean... I think it should be everybody bait. That's I haven't even touched the, or heard one yet, and I want. Yeah, yeah, that's not true. You did share a little, a short little video of I heard like a schmibit of it. Schmibit, schmibit. I believe the last time I said schmibit, you had that exact same reaction. Yeah, wow. What in the hell is a schmibit? I don't know. I just made it up. It's, it's that t- that makes more sense. Yeah. I don't need to look it up on the Urban Dictionary or Webster's. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> But if you go to my OnlyFans, you can find a, oh, boy. a, shmi- a schmibit of Al. A couple of uncensored schmibit pictures. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, look at the little schmibit. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I'm big where it counts, in the heart. Yeah. In the pedal collection. I, I, I got a moderate pedal collection. I wouldn't say I have a giant one. I, I, you have pedals that I don't even know you have. You were selling pedals. I'm like, you have one of those? Like, dude, I want to, I want to play one of those. And you're like, oh yeah, I sold it. Oh, <laughs> oh the, uh, I know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. Oh, what one were you thinking of? Uh, I, I don't know. You had some old. Uh, I think you had some old compressor or some some like 70s. Oh yeah, I had that. Uh... I had that Ottawa. Yeah, that's what it was. It was that old, the 70s Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. it was like an MX, it was an MXR. I can't remember. But yeah, no, the Nocturnal, that that, that was a real kick in the junk. I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even get to play that one. You didn't even turn, really? No. I was going to, I was going to keep it forever. And then uh, we were like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is when we were like, okay, we got to, we got to start finding a place to live here. And it was before I knew there was a fundraiser thing. Hmm. And uh, so I was like, well, I've got this really desirable pedal that's yeah, never going to be more collectible than it is right this second. So, yeah. Anyways. 
Season we do what we got to do sometimes. Season of the Witch. Let's get back to what's important. Um, <laughs> what? L- listen, uh, Chris, <laughs> buddy, old pal. Florida's a long ways from me. Do, do, do you want like a? You know, do you want to like? I, we we got to figure something out here, man. Let's. <laughs> I, I need details here. I. I I, I don't want to like I don't want you don't want you want a backstage access to the OnlyFans site or what? Like, uh, oh, you're you're yeah. pandering. I'm pandering. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. just just send me just send me a carton of ice wine. Carton? Actually, you know what? That's you're not the first person to bring up a case of wine. Hmm. I know we, a guy. I got Drew, a connection. Drew, Drew Walsh from Walsh Guitars was talking about trading wine too. Oh yeah, that. That or honestly, a big bag of Timmy's beans. I really like Tim Horton's coffee, man. That we can manage. That I'm yeah. pandering a little bit too, okay. but I do like Timmy's. I can, oh man, yeah, I'll have to get you some Timmy's. My wife works at Starbucks, so she'll be she'll be. Uh, it'll be interesting watching her. Crazy react thing. To, the crazy uh, thing now is you can buy Tim Horton's coffee at like at every grocery, grocery store. store. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm interested to see what her reaction is when I tell her like. Yeah, he he loves Tim Hortons coffee. I'm gonna send him some Tim Hortons beans. He'll be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I had a, an experience at Starbucks to further this rabbit hole today. Not at the Starbucks that Cat works at, but uh, the one across town. I was getting my oil changed, so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go grab a coffee before I go and sit oh, in the oil." Anderson. Yep, I go and sit in the oil change lineup for an hour. So I go and I get this this cappuccino. And she hands it to me, and it's a big one. And she hands it, it feels a little light, put it in the cup holder, drive over to the thing. It was two and a half inches low in a venti oh. cup. So yeah, a great big, yeah. ass, great big cup. Two there's, inches. They're supposed to leave a little bit for, like, if you go inside and modify it, but not like that. Cat hates it when her coworkers do that. So I went back after and said, hey, I didn't drink any of this, but have a look at that for me, please. So she popped the lid. So she's like, who gave you that? I'm like, you guys did. <laughs> She's like, let me make you a new one. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't like being that guy. They're good about remaking stuff. That is yep. nice. Yeah. And I didn't feel right about keeping both, so I asked them to. So back keep to the, the pandering. <laughs> let's let's. I, I let's was trying to after. railroad away Maybe from that. Maybe let's chat after Chris. I'll I'll, I'll I'll hit you up after this episode. <laughs> Pander all. Sounds here. good. <laughs> So what what gave you the idea for this thing, man? Like, is you know, I'm I'm trying to be objective here. I'm trying yeah. to trying to be a proper host. And I, f- and I feel like Chris has incredible intuition as to what is cool <laughs> because the fuzzwa thing is something that I've been thinking about for a long time, and I know what I think of as cool. The fuzzwa so, fuzz or fuzz tremolo? Fuzz tremolo thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I meant? Yeah. Um, you know, there's some effects made in the '70s that uh, probably yeah, I believe it. So I think I think Chris just knows what's cool. Right, Chris? You, you just know, know. It's just an inherent thing you were born with, I bet. I've seen pictures. I have both known that since I was a teenager and not known that since I was born. <laughs> I think both those things are true. Um, so the season of The Witch actually is funny. Um, I started out trying to design, uh, you know, another one of those slant pedal designs. I started out trying to design a goofball reverb for my partner who just wanted a weird sounding pedal and i was like okay well 
if if I wanted to make a reverb from scratch, it would be three delays, one for each wall, and then we change the size of the room, and then we and I'm like doing all this calculations in my head, and I was like, oh, I should probably test this first. And I did it with one delay, and it sounded so awesome that I was like, no, we're just going to stop here. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Now I'm intrigued uh, by this and like, three delay thing, too. This mm-hmm. is so many well, interesting words. Using three delays to expand a, a room in three dimensions? So a reverb is essentially, like if you look at it inside a belt and brick, yeah. um, a reverb is essentially three delays. Like if you were to stand in a bare room and like clap your hands, you're getting a bounce from ahead of you and a bounce, you know, like the two other bounces. And that's Love. enough to create a three-dimensional space. Huh. Also, shout out to the belt and brick. Keeping it strong. Hell All yeah. All these years later. Yep. Um, and so essentially what I had come up with was that designing a reverb with three delays was essentially redesigning the belt and brick. And I decided I didn't need to do that. That's true. That, yeah. there, there are belt and bricks out there. Apparently you can, you can get them. There's no shortage. <laughs> one through three, maybe one through five. I forget how many there are. <laughs> uh, it, it shocked me. I think it was, um, Ryan at Dr. Scientist, I think, was the guy who introduced me to the Belt and Brick. Because yep. before that, I was just completely blissfully ignorant. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you'd be shocked. You'd be shocked, ye of pedal naivety. That's not how he talked. But, no. that, you know, he, he he did say that I'd be surprised how many pedals had if I imagine- reverb on the name. And then just inside, it was just another Belt and Brick. And I was like, oh, really? That's interesting. And then I, you know forever remembered that fact for some reason, which is interesting because I have the memory of a goldfish, goldfish with a head injury. injury. Yeah. yeah. Really like that, didn't you? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he was right. I, I, I see him everywhere, man. They're everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Had no clue. Now I can't not see them. Anyway. I was just going to buy some so that I had them in case I felt like inspired to. Oh, Verby. Yeah. And I, I I like reverb. Papa K's feeling verby. I think it's a, it's a great tool. Yeah, man. And it, you know, and it's it's funny that I was not the the modulation reverb delay type effect guy when I first started getting pedals. I mean, I have a boatload of overdrive. Pedals. I remember you were like, I got a boatload eh, of dirt pedals. I'm like, I just, but I just didn't understand how to use it. And I mean, I still don't, but I like it now. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's that's the thing about about reverb and delay is you just applied if, the same approach to the, the reverbs and delays that you applied to your own penis. <laughs> you don't remember what you just said? I do remember exactly <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> Listen, I have three children. I can confirm <laughs> that I know how to use that piece of equipment. <laughs> And we're cutting this out, by the way, Oh, Al. come on. Oh, damn it, dude. You know just how to push it too far. Uh, we've left in way more embarrassing. I know. Me. You're such an idiot. Standards and practices. <laughs> Standards and practices. <laughs> the status quo has been set. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I, I apologize. Uh, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to you, Chris, and I apologize to you, Casper, and I mostly apologize to our listeners. Oh my I God. can't apologize every week. 
though. If you're coming back at this point, you just know what you're in for. Yeah, it's, that's, yeah. I can't believe we have <laughs> listeners actually. <laughs> Ever growing yeah. fan. Base. I know, I know. And actually, let, let's, um, let's say a big thanks there right in the middle of all this to everybody that does listen because, um, true. everything's, you know, you guys are, you must be sharing it with people you know because our our fan base and our listenership is ever growing. And we, we uh, have been pleasantly and warmly surprised by the growth. Yeah, and the and and, and y'all are the best when we talk on Instagram and stuff. You guys, we we have the best fans in the world. That's true. <laughs> we I, love you. You're making it weird. I am making it weird. That's what I do. Um. So okay. So you went to make a reverb for your partner. Mm-hmm. You made a wacky delay. Yep. And it just kept getting weirder. I like the, you know, man, I, that is a process I can respect and do. I, I think it's difficult. It's actually really difficult to start with something um, and not see the vision totally through. Like, really, man, kudos on go, knowing when to say, you know what, this is great. I'm going to keep it. That's a, that's a, That would be a really hard call for me to make, actually, if coming to think of it. Because you get, I get so far down the rabbit hole of of designing and, like, trying to chase the dream, chase the the, the, the imagined mm-hmm. thing, that to you overlook the things that you maybe create that are incredible because it's not part of that vision. So... That's a big deal, man. Damn. I I have to say that my, I don't know, two years, however long I've been doing uh, Swamp Witch Pedals, has taught me a ton about my own time management, about my own emotional management, about um, setting myself up for success, about knowing when to call it, right? Like, we'll call this version one. There can be a version two. Mm-hmm. Just nobody stopping me, um, and yeah, it's been it's felt like a really healthy part of growth for me as a human being. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I don't even have a stupid thing to say to that. That was just well, just yes, keep, keep talking. You will think of something. If there's anything I've learned. Yeah. Stupid happens. Just yeah. gotta give it time. Just give it time. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm that guy. Yeah, everybody's gotta be something in this life. And I, and I suppose I enjoy that role. You know, I bring joy. Mm. I feel like I bring joy. I hope I And uncomfortable joy. tension sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes that leads to more joy. Yeah. Mostly joy. Mostly, Mostly joy. joy. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so so we got maybe two months, huh? Maybe maybe a little Yeah. More? Yeah. I'm hoping so. Oh man. And we have you have your, you have artwork and all that stuff already, or are you you is yep. that still in the oh. uh art art is ready. Actually, um my partner Kara Sunfox Arts um did the concept and design for it. And has been incredibly patient with me through the process. Uh, and it's been real great. Um, and then I will be getting them printed and drilled and finished at F5 Metalworks. Um, also, huge shout out. Like, 
yeah. Jacob and the crew over there does some amazing work. There's uh, there's some good people over at F5. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they made a nice offer to us a while back to one. Um, oh, crap. Dave. Was it Dave? Yep. Dave? Okay. Was um, it? it was Dave on Instagram, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's Dave. Yep. Um, if we're talking about the same thing. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Just made it made a really cool because we've we've talked before. We don't like this isn't a this isn't an income for us. We're, <laughs> this is something we do just because we like it. Um, and and they just made a really cool offer. To like you know, if you ever have a project you're working on, you want somebody to like print a box or something, let us know. And it was, you know, they're good people over there. Super cool for sure. Yeah. Shout out to F five, big time. Shout so yeah, out this Sunray. This thing should be coming soon. I'm I'm excited for it, man. It sounds it sounds just enough of totally off the effing wall that <laughs> it's gonna be rad. It sounds like a stonkingly good time, as they yeah. say. I, I I anticipate if we ever get our hands on one, of losing hours and hours in space and time. Yeah, I'm uh, already like <laughs> I got some plots. I got some plots. Yeah. Going through my mind. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, when we when we got the ancient echoes from oh from, my God. Uh, wonderful audio technology, oh boy, there was some time lost to that that thing. Yeah, what a wild pedal! I came out of that with like almost bleeding fingers, going, <laughs> oh boy, I gotta stop. Like I had to stop. Yeah, it was crazy. Very cool pedal. This sounds right up. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a great pedal to like to match with that. Actually, agreed. Mm-hmm. The ancient echoes with the. Season of the Witch running into it. Well, delay into reverb. Mm. That's that's my thinking. Oh, you can, you do, can re- do whatever. You can do reverb and you can do whatever. Yeah, it sounds off the wall enough that you could do that. Point is, <laughs> I'm going in one end of a black hole and I'm coming out the other somewhere else in a long, far off time away. That's all I know. It sounds good to me. That sounds pretty rad. <laughs> hey, speaking of this teddy bear on your monitor, yeah, where did that come from? Oh, so this is actually it actually came from my work. Um, but so what the we do as a fundraiser every Christmas is we have this like it's called share a bear, and uh, so this little teddy bear is dressed in a in like a petticoat, like a plaid petticoat, and it's got the company logo on it, and. Um, so what you do is if you come in and, and bought one, um, they're like 15 bucks, but you actually buy two. And so you buy one to take home and the other one gets donated to children's hospital and, mm. and, and charities for kids that, you know, need a pick me up or, or whatever. So, um, that's kind of the premise behind it. And now this one was actually the, this isn't the last one that I had in my store, but I did buy the last one that I had in my store um, this before Christmas um, for my niece because um, she had to go in for surgery on her leg. And she's actually right now, as we speak, in like a three ring halo on her leg for the next year. Oh, man. Yeah. Surgery. Yeah, it was a big one. And, and so uh, I gave her that bear and said, you know, this is in, in his... Uh, as much English as she understood of what I said and as much German as she speaks as that I understood, um, it was, it was a, a sweet moment for us. Mm. Um, 
and just because she's in Germany. So when we were visiting, I gave it to her. And then um, right immediately afterward, I actually regretted not buying two um, because, you know, it was like, well, here's this bear and, you know, it has a, a sister or a brother in Canada that, you know, with another little kid and, and, and so on and so forth. That was kind of the premise for it. And she could kind of think of it that way. Okay. Um, so then I, I actually put a, we use Microsoft Teams at work, much to my dismay, but I put out a call out on the Teams chat for our, my region and said, hey, does anybody got any of these bears left? Because I really want to get one um, to have so that they can FaceTime and stuff together, the two bears. Because okay. <laughs> uh, she's just little, she's only six. Um, so uh, one of the stores close by was like, yeah, I got some of those left that the hospital couldn't take because they were open and they only take the sealed ones. Right. So it was just like for independent charities and stuff. So I went and I bought another one. And uh, brought him home so that the two bears can chat on on, uh, on, on WhatsApp and right. and so that's why he's hanging out on my monitor here. Okay, cute. Yeah, I was sitting here staring at this bear butt for yeah. So it's <laughs> like I gotta know what's going on here. Yeah. So okay, I'm sorry, Chris. We've been all over the map this time, man, which is not unusual for us, but not entirely. Uh, nope. But I know, Casper, you got to get to a function pretty soon here, pretty so quick, yeah. we're gonna have to wrap this up. Um, but before we go, I do want to be emphatically clear that you are freaking awesome. Uh, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Um, it's been, been awesome hanging out and chatting with you, man. I'm super stoked by what you've got going on. Yeah. I was really into the silver birch and I was, I was really going to, I was, I was going to apply my pandering talents towards that, but I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I got something new in mind. Um, but before we take off, uh, I know we've said it a couple times already, but let's just be clear. Where do people best find you? Yeah. Um, so uh, my store is up on the internet, good old swampwitchpedals.com. Um, I can also be found on Instagram at swampwitchpedals. Um, I am on Facebook as well under swampwitchpedals, but I don't check that one nearly as much. Um yeah, Instagram's probably the way to find me. Or uh actually I have a, I have an email too, swampwitchpedals at gmail dot com. Perfect. If Perfect. Uh, you know anybody anybody sends those emails. The electronic mail. Wow. 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 Remember when that was so novel they'd make Tom Hanks movies about that? Yeah, you've got mail. That was a terrible movie. It was. A it was movie. Tom. No, why are I we thought it was great at the time. I was. Really, I. I really had a like. Was it Egg Ryan. Yeah. 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 Like nineteen yeah. rom coms together. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much what he did in the nineties was rom coms. <laughs> I like his movies now way better. Yeah, you got a lot. You got a lot more interesting after Private Ryan. Um. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. Um, and before we take off, there was a couple of artists you shouted out. Let's make sure we shout out them too. Yeah. Um, so first would be all of the artists that I have worked with. Um, the original artist for the Eat the Rich artwork was my friend Elaine um, at Alma Elaine Schof on Instagram. I'll, like I said, I'll send these to you. Um, yeah, we'll make sure we include them in the show notes. Yep. My art director, Kara Sunfox Arts, um, who designed the concept for the Rattlebones, the concept for the Silver Birch, and is doing the full um, start-to-finish design for the Season of the Witch. 
Uh, and then our good friend, Josh, who I failed to mention, um, Joshua three, five, two on Instagram actually did the, um, full digitization and fleshing out of the rattle bones art, um, into that, like real, uh, I don't know, almost art nouveau style. Um, and then, uh, and then F5 Metalworks was, uh, was the last one. All right, cool. Well, folks, it's an unceremonious end as usual, but we're grateful you came in to listen and we're grateful for your continued listening and for sharing it, for putting it out there. Our numbers have been growing. We appreciate that. We appreciate you following us on the social medias. We're about to crack 2,000 followers, which isn't many in really, most people's eyes, but really close hey, to it. Yeah. That's cool. To that's us, a, it's cool. That's a cool amount of people. The, the greatest thing about that for me, just a tangent for a second yeah, before tangent. we before we go, go is that is an entirely 100% organic growth. Yeah, we've never paid. Never for paid for an ad. We just You just post often in, in, and engage. And so um, it's not 100,000 or 50,000 or whatever, but um, that you can pay to get really rapidly. But we have grown that Instagram account very, very tediously over the last two years. We're one probably user at a time. Well over. We would be way over 2,000, but I am like religious about blocking bot accounts. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> promo on blah, 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 blah. No, blocked instantly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we must be up around. If I unblock all those, we're probably approaching 3K. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I digress. Mm. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Chris, again, man. Thanks for joining us, dude. Thanks um, for having me. This was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a pleasure for us. Yeah, and uh, we'll definitely have you back on soon, and uh, we'll we'll uh, go over the the season of the witch <laughs> <laughs> once we, once we get okay. some more uh, some more <laughs> some more uh, not seat time, but more uh, play time on it. Like I'm hoping to see some. Reviews by ten more talented guitarists than see, us. See what, what Casper's done here, folks, is what we in in sales used to call assuming the sale. <laughs> How do you mean? You know, just it's it's a it's a you're you're assuming we're going to get one for no, sure. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm assuming oh, yeah. that hopefully Eric, I am. That's I'm, <laughs> I'm, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping Eric gets one. That's that's who I hope. Gets. I mean, oh, Eric, I've, I've heard you play guitar before. Yeah. I like him better. That's <laughs> I'm he's on my list. Ten yeah, percent. Yeah, I, cool I hope so. Merrill. I hope so. He's he's rad. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, Eric's gonna make a wicked video about that. Okay, anyway, I'm delaying. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for hanging out, Chris. Thanks for being awesome and handsome, Casper. And thanks me for being charming. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.